What up, y'all? It's your girl Delia here, joined by Gail and the mighty E-Rock, and we are here with another Eagles landing podcast where you can get your Eagles and NFL fix from fans across the globe every hump day, live on YouTube every Wednesday night, available on iTunes and Stitcher, so please give us a rating, only if it's a good one, and subscribe to all of us and all that jazz. So, um... Before we get into everything, um, the boys and I have been discussing the idea of renaming this podcast. So, um, you know, the title, Eagles Landing, it's kind of spelled a little funky, and we did it because of the homie Phil A. That was like his Twitter handle, but now he's no longer here and it almost feels like, maybe we shouldn't use that name anymore. Um, so... What I want to know is people in the comments, I see you, Baylor Lynn, going to your first Eagles game this Sunday. Uh, you want to throw out some suggestions and uh, let us know how you feel about the name. Here's some ideas I was thinking. Maybe instead of spelling Eagles Landing, I-G-G-L-E-S, maybe just have it Eagles Landing, because that's what people search for when they search Eagles. Um, you guys have any ideas, Mr. E-Rock and Gail? How about uh, three Eagles fans and a baby? Ah, oh! oh my gosh! Oh, great. <laughs> oh, dang. All right. there, There's an option, too. Uh, Mr. Gale, you name options you'd like to throw out there for the... I don't know if I can follow up on, on that I one. I know. That was so perfect. Wow. <laughs> All right. Straight up. Okay. Okay. Eagles fans coast to coast. Okay, coast to coast on the whole. All right, I guess to help uh, anybody that would like to give us suggestions, kind of the idea behind our podcast here is, you know, Eagles fans, we rep all across the globe, man. We are everywhere, not just in Philly. Um, so me, myself, I'm in Los Angeles. We got Gail up in New York, enemy territory. And, uh, of course, we got Eri Eri, Iraq, <laughs> holding it down in Philly. So we got coast to coast action, and it's all about getting perspective on people that follow the same team. Anything? Does that work for you guys? Is our kind of definition of a podcast? Well, that, well, that, that I mean, that's so appropriate because Eagles fans are one of the best traveled fan bases. We are indeed nationwide, worldwide. I'm sure Delia, you get hit up by Eagles fans not only in across the USA but across the world. Oh yeah. Um, so it's not only coast to coast, it is worldwide. It is a global Eagles network and it is awesome. Eagles Global Landing? <laughs> what what were some of the ideas that you had? Eagles Global Landing or Eagles Coast to Coast. Um, or just Eagles Landing spelled out or what is it? Three Eagles fans and a baby? Three Eagles fans <laughs> and a baby. Is that so, it sounds like a sitcom spinoff. I love that one. I almost want to just use that because it's just so randomly but perfectly <laughs> describes what's going on here for the moment. So, yeah. okay. okay. I'll see you. So, anybody in the comments, uh, this is kind of my moment to let you know. Give us some suggestions, or if you don't feel like giving suggestions, <coughs> talk about the podcast, give us some questions, give us some topics you'd like to cover. Uh, for those of you that are new here, we do Eagles Talk first, 
Then we close it out with NFL, just random news. And um, yeah, so we'll take your suggestions. I will be browsing through periodically as we discuss. So um, with that, I'll close out with a couple more shout outs. We have Further AM and ECW in the mix. So uh, nice to see some familiar names. And uh, I guess let's just get right into it, fellas. Um, you know, another, I forgot what a winning streak felt like, uh, but we have one, two-game win streak. It feels pretty good. I'm going to enjoy it while it lasts. I know at any moment it can just be done with and we never see it again. Um, so I'm still high on life. I'm really happy after this 20 to 23 victory over the Bills with that big storyline of all the drama with Shady McCoy. Um, Shady. How are you doing after this win? Well, I mean, it, it, it certainly is a case of uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde with this team. I mean, after coming off of three really bad losses, I mean really bad losses, disappointing losses against some mediocre teams, they go and shock the world against the Patriots and then follow it up with a hard-fought battle against a very tough, I don't care what anybody says about them, a very tough Buffalo Bills team. So, I mean, it's such a such a contrast of how this team has played, and it is really good for the fans. I mean, we did a video, uh, Gail and I, uh, for phillyinfluencer.com, of the fans coming out of Lincoln Financial Field and just the overwhelming joy that they were experiencing at home. It was so good to see. It is so good to see this team battle and fight for each other you know, forget what the fans say. Forget all the outside noise. If they're fighting for each other, God bless them. I hope they keep it going against the Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty excited just seeing this team actually start to gel together as a unit. Something went on in that locker room, whether it be Chip Kelly, Jeff Lurie, or even Sammy Biscuits sparking the energy in that locker room. Whether it's his, uh, you know, his speeches... In, in the locker room or in the shower, wherever he's doing it, he's doing it well. And this team uh, is, I don't know. I, we have a team, folks, in Philadelphia that's oh. winning. So, oh. uh, hey, I'll take another win. I like it. Nothing but good vibes I'm sensing right now. You know, it's like, all right, we see this team. This team, this win kind of showed me this is our Eagles. This is the Eagles team, the real Eagles team we're working with. And in my mind, I have voided out any game where Mark Sanchez has played. So I'm like, you know what? You take out those games, we are a legit team. So um, I'm feeling good about that as long as he never touches the field again. Um, that's kind of my one thing. This is kind of overhanging. It's like, Bradford, you got to stay healthy. That Everything relies on him staying healthy. So, um, yeah, I'm a little nervous, um, but I'm excited. And actually, I don't know if you guys saw my bet video that Mark Vader sent me. And I responded with uh, a bet of my own. And lucky me, I won. And there are two Bills fans, as a result of this game, who will have to ultimately be fed to the birds in the sense that they're going to have to wear a fish and bird suit, however they would like to construct it. And they will have what? to go out. 
both of these fans, one of them is in Los Angeles. I did their Take 5 podcast this past Saturday. And uh, the other one is in NorCal in San Jose. By Are they filming this? And they will, of course they're going to film it. We haven't okay. actually um, gotten into the logistics of how to do it properly. Um, so I'm going to think that out. If you guys have some ideas of the most effective way to have this done, because I want it to be like just go out to the beach areas where there's a lot of seagulls and they kind of flock towards any crumbs. <laughs> oh, my God. And like have them toss out some crumbs to lure some of the birds and then just lay down and be the platter. Um, oh, no. Sounds like a so, bad science fiction so, flick. So that is something we all have to look forward to. You know, Bills fans, if I would have lost, I would have had to have been drenched in ketchup and mustard. Like, they would all oh. have bottles of ketchup and mustard and just drench me until you can't even see anything on me anymore. So. Well, it, it, isn't that a thing in Buffalo, though? Isn't there a guy at the tail at the Buffalo tailgates that'll always drench himself in ketchup and mustard? I I think I heard something like yeah, that. Kenny Johnson. So the bet proposal was I have to do the Kenny Johnson tradition, and like he's the only one crazy enough to do that, like willingly. <laughs> so I would have had to do that. So I figured mine was an appropriate response. You know, it's kind of extreme, but so is ketchup and mustard. So, so yes. Um, I will keep you guys posted on that. I'm very excited to see how it actually you, works out. I think you should have made a bet with them that they had to bring that they had to drink Shady's tears. Oh. That would have been nice, right? Oh yes, yes. Yeah. And those tears. Oh man, oh man. Like it. His attitude just kept getting worse and worse. Um, I guess. That's a nice segue into the McCoy talk. So how do you guys feel <coughs> after the whole week of drama, how this game played out? I'm kind of, personally, I'm mixed because I feel bad for the guy, but then I'm like, well, he kind of has been putting this on himself. He could have been seen in a whole different light if he wasn't acting so childish. But at the end of the game... When I first watched it, I didn't know he had kissed the field at the beginning. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet, you know? Um, so I kind of felt bad after kind of like, uh -huh, you got what you deserve. Um, so now that I've kind of thought about it, I'm just like, this kid, I think this game, I think he's scarred for life after this game. And <laughs> I don't know how he's going to recover from it, being that his mind is so fragile and He's being so immature about it. This was the absolute worst thing that could have happened to him. Like, it was... You guys were there, right? Oh, yeah. We were, we were there sitting next to each other. And, <laughs> and, and, and to be honest, I mean, I, I was a little surprised at the booing of Shady. Um, when did he get booed? Just right when he came on the field, or did he get booed when he kissed the logo? Like how how did it break down the booze? He, he got booed throughout the game for everything. He got booed when he came out of the tunnel for warm up warm ups. He got booed when he went into the tunnel for warm ups. He got booed when he was out for the. I mean the the Gail, correct me if I'm wrong, but that coin toss boo, boo was one of the loudest yeah, ones I've loud. heard. Since Terrell Owens came back to Lincoln Financial Field, am I right, Gail? Yeah, it was loud. I mean, there were some golf claps in the back, but uh, 
Yeah, people were booing him. Majoran boo. What did you guys do? Well, I I just I just I stayed did. silent. <laughs> You're like no comment. <laughs> I I gave the golf clap. I was like, okay, I'll give you that. Give a clap. Well, well here, here, here's the difficult thing. I mean, I mean, Shady was always, uh, you know, uh, somebody that needed to be pampered, somebody that needed a pat on the back, somebody that always needed somebody to, to tell him he was the man. Even when he was here in Philadelphia, the guy's our all-time leading rusher. For six years, I mean, he put it all on the line. He was one of the most electrifying running backs, not only for this franchise, but in the entire NFL. Led the league in rushing. Followed up the, the next year with, being third overall in rushing in the league. He got traded. He didn't ask for a trade. He didn't want to leave. He played his college ball at Pitt. He grew up in Harrisburg. He was drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles. He did not want to leave. So in a way, you have to be a professional and act the role because you know you are still getting paid millions of dollars in Buffalo. You got a nice, healthy, new, big, fat contract with the Bills. And you know what? You should just let sleeping dogs, you should just let that go. But I don't blame them for being – it's almost like getting dumped by your, by your hot girlfriend and then having to see that girlfriend at a party with three dudes who were there to take your place. I mean, are you not going to at least be a little butthurt over that? Yeah. Two dudes and a midget too. You know? <laughs> Darren's Rose. That's kind of weird, you know. But did you guys hear that story? Of, uh, in Buff I think it was Buffalo News. Um, how it was like how the how his name Shady came to be. Let's no. like, McCoy's older brother Leron, who got uh, drafted by the Cardinals, played with Anquan Bolden, and they went on like a a brother's vacation, and. Uh, LaShawn McCoy, 17 years old, wanted, wanted to race his older brother who beat him two times in a row. And the third time, he's like, I want to race you again. So his brother was like, no, I'm not, I'm not racing you. So on that trip, LaShawn was like, if you don't race me, I'm not talking to you. So he didn't talk to his own brother who was footing the bill for this whole vacation because he wouldn't race him in the third race. So he asked Anquan Bolden for money during the whole vacation. So his whole crew, Anquan's brothers, no one talked to Shady for the rest of the vacation. So hence Shady. So and it, it took for months for him to even speak to his brother after that occasion. So that's that's how you know, there's some context into the way Shady has always been. His whole his whole family has always known that he's a very moody person. So when he's in his, his moods, they all just let him do his thing. So, uh, yeah, that's how Shady was birthed. I mean, it all makes sense. I mean, the pattern we're seeing here, it's definitely kind of who he is, like his personality type. Um, so I'm very curious to see how he responds after this, because this was like the buildup, and he was so hyped and ready for it, and it just blew up in his face like, in the absolute, like, every single thing just did not go his way. The fans were booing, which I'm surprised. I mean, me personally, I would have cheered. I actually wore his jersey uh, during the game because I don't, you know, I I remember the good times. You know me. I'm the optimist, the nice person. I don't hold on to the beef. I don't, you know, I don't like to focus on the negative, but... Um, 
do you think he do you think maybe he learned a hard lesson with this whole situation and this game finally being like the the real kind of kick upside the head like whoa I can't be acting a fool anymore or do you think he just continues being who he's been I mean, you got to keep in mind, this is a 27-year-old young man, and, and, and when we were all 27-year-old, we were much different than we are, you know, at, now. Mm-hmm. So he has a lot of growing up to do. I mean, you got to consider, this is, the, this is the same dude, this is the same man who used the Buffalo Bills logo to, to advertise an orgy party where women had to submit pictures um, to, to even get into the party. So, has he learned his... Well, it was a private party. Whatever. I'm sure they were playing Pictionary and stuff. Yeah, I'm sure there were, you know, non-alcoholic drinks served there and and finger sandwiches and stuff (laughs) like that. But, I mean, you know, what, 10 years from now, will Shady come back to Philadelphia, be recognized as the uh, franchise all-time leading rusher, maybe have a Donovan McNabb-like ceremony... Where you know he gets the golf claps and hey, Shady's back in town and it, it's Shady night. Hopefully, but as for right now, this is going to stick with him. Knowing Shady how he is, this is going to stick with him for a long time, and I doubt he's going to he learned anything from that. Some kids never learn, I guess, huh? <laughs> Number twenty-five will always love you. <laughs> you think he's going to stay same old Shady? Mr. Eagle Session? I think, you know, Shady's just a very competitive dude, and he's very sensitive. He's sensitive. Yeah. I mean, that's that's his biggest issue. He's just got to learn to get over that um, and be more of a professional moving forward. I think he – I'm sure he learned some things, especially dealing with the media, especially Philadelphia's media. Um, so, you know, I mean, even they even threw a party for him after the game, which he didn't even show up to. So it was like – you know, I think it was uh, Vinnie Curry and um, Jason Peters. The only one who showed up to the party was Jason Peters. Even Vinnie Curry didn't show up. So, obviously, he was still sensitive and didn't even feel like partying for himself. So, you know, Shady will grow, but I'm sure he's we're moving forward as Eagle right fans, now, right? Just like your little kitty in the corner. <laughs> he's chilling. So can, can we squash the beef on uh, Shady McCoy? I hey, it squashes me. I have no beef with okay. him. Um, Rock, you're squashing the beef. You done? Yeah, I I didn't have much of a beef uh, to begin with. Again, the guy was traded. He's he, he he's like a a jealous ex girlfriend. So I mean, it takes time to get over that. I got I got no beef with the guy. I got yeah. no. I never had a beef with the guy. No beef with Shady. All right, and in the comments we got your boy Michael Bish. Uh, says he always respected and loved Shady for being the all-time leading rusher in the franchise history. <coughs> but when you come to the link, not wearing midnight green, you're the enemy. So, um, let's there was see. A lot of 20, there was a lot of 25s, though. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> hey, I had mine on, but I wasn't there at the stadium. Uh, Luis Guzman, uh, if he was mature about it, he wouldn't have gotten booed. Uh, I think bottom line, yeah, it's just how he handled it. Um, he would have been cheered, like I think, louder than any other returning player had he not been throwing all these, you know, throwing all this shade and salt our way. So, um, Mr. Iflow, Shady Mrs. Philly Man got traded for the wrong 
the wrong way, but he's a little immature about things, which sucks. But I love that dude. If I could trade Sanchez and DeMarco for him back, I would. So, you know, it seems like majority here is kind of like they're cool with him. So I, that, I guess that's kind of why I find it weird that the boos were so heavy. No, and, and, and they all have absolutely perfect points. I mean, the fact that he was childish about it. We remember when Donovan McNabb came back in a Redskins uniform. I remember that game vividly. You know, Donovan didn't make a make a make that type of fuss. You know he was upset about it, but he didn't make that type of fuss. Um, yeah, they're, they're, people in the comments section, Bish and, 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 and all that, they, they have an absolute point. He, he should have been a little bit more mature about it. Yeah. All right, we got one more in the comments who was not as positive, and this guy's on the border of getting blocked, um, <laughs> but not for this comment. I'll, I'll I have a little story to tell. Um, okay. The Foiler lives. What's up? What's up, oh. homie? Um, so he's saying, um, where is this comment? Eagles fans have no class. Never heard of fans booing a player they got that got traded. So this guy. Um, He's in all my live streams, and uh, he's usually very normal, right? But every right. now and then, he gives one of those, like, bipolar type of troll comments. Mm. So he did that in my uh, <coughs> post-game reaction video. And he's he, was, he said, I got my revenge on McCoy, which I've always been kind of just, like, chill with McCoy, never really, like, mm. angry about it, and called me a B-word. So... Oh, nice. uh, lives. Well, this guy needs to go back and learn some history because when the uh, when Brett Favre came back in Green Bay wearing a Vikings uniform, um, pretty sure he got booed as well. So I think he needs to go back and research a little bit about players that got traded and whether or not they were booed when returning to the home stadium. That's not always the case. A lot of times there are applause and are cheers, but uh, it, dude needs to get a clue. And and you know and and you know what? Keep the language PG. Jerk off. <laughs> <laughs> well, see me normally. I'm like when people are like angry and crazy. Like they're obviously not very rational people, and I'm usually cool with that. And I actually have fun talking mm. people through it. You know, I've converted right. many trolls into like, oh, normal people, and it's kind of a psychological game for me. Uh, mm. But not while I'm pregnant. So I told him I was like, yo, homie. Normally I'll try and work on this whole bipolar, you know, She's whatever like, emotions are going on. Uh, but being pregnant, I'm not as patient. So, uh, since I know you're always watching, Mr. Uh, Foiler, um, I, you know, I appreciate different opinions, but you got to learn how to talk. Just like LaShawn McCoy has to learn how to handle his differences, uh, this is your final warning. Okay? You are on thin ice. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> So, all right. Well, let's get into some more uh, drama and calling, uh, calling people out on their uh, craziness or BS. Uh, Chip Kelly's press conference. Uh, Philly media. Um, it's been kind of this whole crazy side storyline that, well, per I mean, <coughs> after that win against the New England Patriots, right, I was ready just to celebrate. Um, but the media kind of like steered it a different direction and it was all about, you know, DeMarco Murray and this lame drama incident that, you know, like they didn't really focus on the good that had just happened and this was like a, 
you know, we all thought we had no shot type of thing. And then um, the following week leading up to it, um, I guess McLean had, well, according to Chip, made up a story about Chip Kelly calling McCoy and him hanging up. So it was all this, like, stuff, and it's just, like, pointless. And Chip Kelly in his press conference flat out called him out. I guess McLean was asking him a question about, oh, you know, some of the off-the-field, you know, stuff, did it affect you? And he's like, nah, I don't buy into that tabloid journalism. And he's like, people just do it to try and seem significant and, like, making up stories that I called someone. And he's like, wasn't it you? You know, and I was like, oh, snaps, like, straight up calling the dude out. Um, so <laughs> what are you guys thoughts on? I think on? he dropped the mic. He left after that, didn't he? I was he? like, dude, I don't know if you saw my video. I just posted it on Facebook today, you know, the whole thug life stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I posted that clip, and at the end, I was just like, you know, I had to put the stun of shades on, because that smirk he does at the end just cracks me up. Like, he looks him dead in his eye, smirk, and is like, all right, I'm out. You know, it was the last thing he said. Me, personally, I enjoyed it. I know some people don't like Chip when he does stuff like that or they think he's arrogant. So I want to kind of get your take on it because I'm still laughing. Like, I'm rewatching that just like, oh, you got burned, you know, holding these guys accountable. I appreciate that. So what's your take on Chip Kelly's response to the media? Well, I mean, I, I have I have no feeling on Jeff McClain either way. I'm not a Jeff McClain fan. I, I don't hate Jeff McClain. I did speak with a couple people in the business and uh, they really respect him as a reporter. They think that, uh, you know, usually if he'll put something out, there's some substance behind it. And as a beat writer, you got to understand about something, something about being in the media. It is your job to get a story. And when you have a piece of information, a nugget of information, i.e. Elliot Shore Parks with the whole Deshaun Jackson gang situation, you have to be very careful as a reporter, as a writer, because if you write this, and you type this, and you put it out there, you cannot take it back. So you have to be pretty damn convinced that what you're putting out is indeed accurate. And Jeff McClain, just rep again, I have no feeling for the guy one way or the other, but just reputation alone usually will put stuff out there that he feels confident in or that he's reporting accurately. Now, whether or not it happened, I don't know. Chip Kelly called him out on it. I mean, here we are talking about LaShawn McCoy being a little childish and unprofessional. It, 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 you know, I kind of get a kick out of it as well, seeing Chip kind of jab back at the media, because that's the media's job, to get those hard-hitting questions, to get those jabs in it, uh, at Chip, because that's how you build a name for yourself. That's how you, you get those questions, you get a reaction, you post it on Twitter, you post a video, and you're like, look what I did. So I don't blame Chip for going back at him. But usually when a reporter has something like that, there's some substance behind it, and they're not necessarily making it up. Yeah. I mean, if he puts his name on it, somebody told him something. So, you know. Not only did I mean, somebody I, I, tell him something, but somebody would have to then verify that in order for that thing to even be published. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> well said. I'm good. You're good. All right. Well, hey, man, I'm, after my frustrations with the media the past two weeks, I was kind of like, all right. I like seeing, like, because I guess what bothers me is they just kind of do that kind of stuff. 
and then it's like we just nobody really says anything and they're not really kind of held accountable or brought to like oh yeah you said this and it wasn't true um and me i just i just take more of the i don't try and subscribe to that type of stuff anyways um i'm more selective with how i navigate through my eagles news but um i mean they, they got they got they got stories to sell and they got you know they got clickbait articles uh, you just have to you got to you got to read those headlines if it's too juicy then it's too juicy. It's don't touch that one, you know. All right, all right. Well, let's get into the actual game this week. Uh, you know, it's kind of a big deal facing the freaking Arizona Cardinals, a team we like to lose to, and a team that's really hot right now. Um, I'm I'm taking the same approach as these past two weeks, uh, where you know the odds aren't as in our favor. But, therefore, I don't expect a lot. I go in just kind of chilling, and if anything good happens, I'll take it. <laughs> so how are you guys feeling about this matchup versus Arizona? The one thing I like is that they're actually traveling versus us having to go to Arizona where we always just, oh, we just lay down and die. So, Iraq, thoughts on Arizona coming to Philly? Well, once is an accident, or once is a, it, it, once is an accident, twice is a coincidence, three times is a trend. So if you can beat the New England Patriots, the best in the AFC, and then you can fight hard against the Buffalo Bills, and then you can come on Black Sunday, on Sunday Night Football in front of a national audience, and beat a 10-2 and Arizona Cardinals team, against the guy, Bruce Arians, who has been hypercritical, not that I haven't or anything, of, of, of Chip Kelly. Um, it's a statement game. You don't necessarily need to win this game in order to win the East. It depends, you know, a lot depends on the way the, uh, the, the Washington Redskins and the New York Giants finish out. But if you do beat the Cardinals, wow. Really, what a statement. Yeah, I'm excited about this game. I think it's an opportunity, like, to make a huge statement. You look at the Patriots game, the team gathered around their coach and their owner and beat the Patriots. You know, it was us versus Patriots. Last week it was like the Shady Bowl. The whole team got together and got behind, you know, each other and beat the Bills and Shady. So this week, you know... You know, Arians, you know, he said a lot of things about Chip and his offense and his system. You know, this is an opportunity for his players once again to get behind him uh, and make a statement and say, that, hey, we're a team. Uh, we might be the underdog, but we're going we're gonna to go at you guys. So I, I feel like us as the underdogs, I think it's the perfect opportunity. That's that's where you want to be as an Eagle, as an Eagle team. So, hey. And I, think, I agree with you, Gail. I think the drama helps get this team just to play an extra notch up, you know? And the two previous games have had that, like the most extreme amount of drama. Um, this one, the whole Bruce Arians story, yeah, it has a little bit. It's not as strong. Like, with the Patriots, everyone hates them. They are just, you know... And with all the drama with the fan, like there was all this crazy drama that I think the players were able to hype themselves up and just play out of their minds. 
Um, and then the whole McCoy story, you know, they had to prove that point, that's for sure. Um, has Bruce Arians done anything recently uh, to throw any jabs at Chip? I know he did it last season before the game, right? Uh, he's, he's been throwing his jabs all, you know, during the season. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, yeah, also, yeah, you also got to think, Arians got interviewed for the Eagles job mm-hmm. as well. Uh, and Arians is a temple uh, – <laughs> Coached the temple for five years, so he's got and he's a you know he's a, he you know he's a native of New Jersey, so you know he wanted that job so bad and Chip Kelly got that job, so he he's probably a little emo about the situation, um, so you know he's got he's got he he wants to beat Chip badly, so I I feel like his team will rally around him as well. Mm, all right, all right. Here's a, here's, a, here's a question for you guys. Just this just popped in my head. I'll throw it to you guys. Okay. Would you would you rather <laughs> have have Bruce Arians right now as the head coach of Philadelphia or Chip Kelly? Knowing knowing where the team is. I'm not saying switching teams. Remember, Bruce Arians took over a Cardinals team that was struggling. Look where they are now right now, ten and two, and on top of a you know a pretty tough division. So I'm going to throw it to you guys. Would you rather have Bruce Arians at this point as your head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles or stay with Chip Kelly? Okay, <laughs> I'll go first. I'm you put me on the spot first? <laughs> yes. You know how much I love Chip. i got to really think this through. <laughs> I mean, the other, the other day I was watching a Cardinals game, and I was like, man. And, you know, I'm watching I, – I actually talk to myself while I watch games sometimes. And I was like, man, look at those guys. They're like, they're actually that team is playing for their coach. You could tell when a team actually is playing for their coach. And I got a little jealous. I was just like, man, at the time when we were going through all our things, I was like, man, I wish we had that. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, I think he he's a guy that people will. If he was the Eagles coach, the the city would rally around him. Yeah, I mean, he's he's done a lot of great things. He got a great resume. The things he did in Pittsburgh. And went down to Arizona. I mean, I'd say, I'd say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you would take Arians over <coughs> right now. Ooh. That's what you would say. Okay, me, I'm. You know, you can't look at the Cardinals' record right now versus the Eagles' record because it's two different teams. Like I. I would be curious what Chip Kelly would do with the Cardinals. You know, like where would he be at right now with that same team um, where they have more stability. You know, they've had the same quarterback and they have veteran receivers like Fitz who just can like light it up, especially against the Eagles. Um, So there's a little more consistency. So it's hard to compare right now what Chip Kelly is doing versus what Arians is doing. Um, I, I, I still like Chip. I still want to see see him follow his plan through because I think there are going to be some surprises, you know, and it's hard to predict what's going to happen, but who predicted us beating these last two teams? And if we happen to pull out another win, again, it's another surprise we didn't anticipate. So um, I I would keep Chip still, uh, but in all this fire Chip Kelly craze, um, he is a guy that I would be just as happy if we replaced Chip with. So I would like him as a substitute. 
That that is a very good answer, Delia. You you uh, you right. treaded along that uh, along that minefield very gently. <laughs> you know, you know. <laughs> now now, where and do you stand is, on that? And yeah, hey? where do you stand, Iraq? Um. Well, first of all, you're going back to what you said. If, if Chip Kelly had the Arizona Cardinals, I, I I don't know. I'd like to think that that offense uh, would be dangerous, but you never know. He might trade away Larry Fitzgerald and start cutting guys along the offensive line and trading his running back, and they could be in the same position. Um, I I like Bruce Arians as, as as a person. He's a he's a guy who you know groomed Big Ben into the quarterback that he is. Um, he's a guy who went to Indianapolis to help out Andrew Luck and ended up taking over for Chuck Pagano when he was sick. I think he's a class guy. I think he's a good football mind. I think he's spent enough time in this league where he knows what he's doing. He knows how the NFL is run. Uh, that's not to say that Chip Kelly won't eventually catch up to that. Um, I like Bruce Arians. Uh, I'm, I'm the, for me, the jury's still out on Chip. He lost my faith. He regained my faith. Um, I see less of a roller coaster ride with Bruce Arians, but I'm gonna ride this this Chip Kelly thing out. And he rocks a Kango. <laughs> and he rocks the Cardinals Kango. That's pretty. I don't know any other coach yeah. that can let off. And I'm a fan of the hat. I I, I wore that wore this, a similar hat today, so I'm a fan of the cabbie hat. Oh wow! It takes, a lot, of, it takes a lot of swag as a coach to rock that Kango and pedophile glasses. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sticking with Chip, I like it. I like it. He's slowly winning you back. I see. I see you, Iraq. <laughs> um, well, I guess we're gonna see, learn a lot about these two coaches this Sunday. Um, now, we brought up Fitz. I mean, we've seen kind of his track record against this team. Like Fitz doesn't always have like great years, or he's you know he doesn't blow up on every team. But when it comes to the Eagles, like, dude, he's always just making these big plays. He's always burning, you know, whatever uh, whatever guy we have at safety, cornerback. It's just – it happens every time without fail. So I'm curious, with the team we have now, we have a much more improved secondary compared to what we used to have. But now um, – who is it? Is it Byron Maxwell? He has kind of like this lingering ankle thing going on. Do we know if he's – Probably he's gonna, he's going to have to go. He's going to have to go. He has no choice, really. Yeah, he's he's going to go this week. He is. He got injured on the uh, the play. Ed Reynolds uh, bumped into. Him. <coughs> That's how he got injured. But he, okay. he's going to so go. Because I was like, uh oh, I saw we signed some cornerback dude and then dropped him and this other safety dude. So I was like, uh oh, are these like panic moves just in case he's not going to be able to play? Um, all right, so that was kind of one of my concerns. Um, do you see Fitz kind of having a field day again on the Eagles? Hmm. I mean, I mean, the guys put up like a season worth of stats in like seven games against the Eagles. The guys put up 47 receptions, 802 yards, and 11 touchdowns in seven games against the Eagles. But I, I think, uh, you know, he's working from the slot. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins will I think uh, give him a go, you know. I think, uh, you know, I don't think he's he can't explode. I mean, he's he's been doing it for years, but I, I don't. I think this is the game where we shut him down. All right. But John Brown is another story. 
that guy's a field stretcher, so I think you know us showing a lot of you know attention to Larry Fitzgerald. I think John Brown is the guy that scares me the most in, of the crew. Yeah, I, I mean Larry Fitzgerald. Look, he has torched and killed and murdered the Eagles year after year after year. And to be completely honest with you, if I'm going to see anybody in the NFL torch the Eagles like he does, I'm 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 almost kind of happy to see it be Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, we just talked about Lashawn McCoy. Larry Fitz is a guy who is so dedicated to that franchise that drafted him. And through those years where, you know, he had Kurt Warner and he was putting up killer stats, they went through a period where, you know, the quarterback situation was in flux. They had John Skelton starting. They had all these no-name guys starting. And never once did you hear Larry Fitzgerald bitch or moan or complain. If he was asked to block, he would block. If he was asked to play tough football, he would play tough football. And when it was his opportunity to get the ball, he made the best of it and never complained once. So I hope he doesn't go off on the Eagles again. But looking back on it, if anybody is going to go off on the Eagles, I don't want to say I'm happy, but I, I'm a big Larry Fitzgerald fan, and I think he deserves all the credit in the world. Ooh. Well, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I And at this point, you know, the Eagles really do control their destiny. Um, and that has me flashing back to when they controlled their destiny last season. And I'm kind of, like, terrified about that. That's the weird part about this season. That is the weird part about this season. Right now, we're all riding pretty high. But who is this team? What is this team? Is this team the team that lost miserably against the Cowboys and lost against the Redskins and then had that real bad three-game stretch? Or is this the team that beats the Patriots? Like, you bring up an excellent point. We all thought they were the team the first two-thirds of last season. Now we're staring at, what, the last three games, right? Last three games of the season? Yep. We're going to find out what this team is really made of and whether it is Dr. Jekyll or Mr. Hyde. <laughs> oh, man. I'm scared. Uh, shout out to Brandon at City in the comments. He loved your Fitz response, E-Rock. Um, Thank you. And ECW, going back to... The last question says he would take Bruce Arians, <laughs> and he's confident he wouldn't have cut Tebow. All right. Oh, get it, get it. Well, I think it's time to wrap up the Eagles talk. Any last comments, uh, questions, or anything you'd like to add before we sign off? Or not sign off? Going to the um, next. Did we talk about Sam Bradford? No, we didn't. I mean. Real quick. <laughs> I mean, five, he just he's just five and one in his last six starts. Are we are we uh are we getting any love for uh, Sam Bradford next season? Well, yeah. Know I got love. Yeah, I mean, I'm hey, look, new if, contract if, love. If if he plays like he played. The last two games, you have to seriously start considering signing him long term. And I'm not talking about, you know, 17 to 20 mil, you know, top elite 
uh, pay, but you know he's above average. He's not great, but if he can play football where he can get you, oh, I don't know, 250 yards, a pair of touchdowns, and like one pick, you will have a chance to win every single game with those kind of stats. Um, and and a, if he continues to play at this level, it's a good enough level where he'll earn himself a contract, and I won't have a problem with that. <laughs> That's uh, Sammy Biscuit love from E. What about you, Delia? Well, you know, I've always kind of liked to think that he has potential. Um, and we're seeing he's not that he has just has good potential as a player, that he has a good leader kind of locker room presence with amongst all the other players. And that's something that you can't really um, – not all players have that. You know, and that's that's almost more important than their actual skill in my set, uh, in my mindset. But um, I was reading an article this week. Even Bruce Arians was talking about Sam Bradford, and he sees him as a very high, highly regarded player. And you know, Bruce Arians, he's a he knows his quarterbacks, and it's nice to see people seeing the potential in him as well. But the problem is. Um, you know, if he doesn't play, if he gets injured, we're screwed. So I think, yes, we pay him. Um, we do, since he's our best option right now, you got to, I mean, quarterback is the most important position, you know, so you got to have the best option available. But we definitely need a really to step up our backup situation too. So. Yeah, I think if he, if he balls out the next couple games, gets him into the playoffs, I think then we start talking about some future future love for Sam Bradford. I think uh, if not, we still got to groom a quarterback from the draft, maybe third round, fourth round. Um, but also, I mean, this other point, we at the game, we're watching the game, and you know, there was this random clap that was like so annoying. Like the whole everybody in our section kept turning around. And, uh, oh, I remember this. It, it was Sam Bradford's mother. What? Yes. <laughs> and then E found that out. How did you find that out, E? Um. <laughs> this this lady behind us was was just like the whole the whole entire game. And you know you can clap like this, but when you're doing it the entire game, it is so friggin' annoying. So we, we, you know, we kept turning. Everybody kept turning around, being like, "Lady, what is your problem?" She's up in a box seat. Me and me and Gail are lower level, and we just noticed that it happened to be like when you know the offense was on the field. You know that whole box would stand up, and you know the more I looked at her, I'm like, "Damn, she kind of looks like Bradford." And then it, and then I googled Bradford's mom, and 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 there and there she was, you know, and uh, Bradford's mom's got it going on. Not not, not a bad looking lady, I might add. Oh, watch out! We might, we might have a cougar, we might have a cougar crush on uh, <laughs> Sam Bradford's mom. All right, now all the viewers right now are about to Google Sam Bradford's mom. Uh, yep. <laughs> and every time she started clapping, everyone was like, "Everyone, you clap your hands." <laughs> Yeah. Yes. I think that's so sweet, though. You know, the overly yeah. supportive mom. Like, dude, if my mom would have totally been doing that too, like just over the top celebrations. Um, but I think that's sweet. You, you know what? It, it it put an interesting perspective on, you know, what 
a family goes through watching their their son play a professional game because you know you when we figured out it was Bradford's mom when you'd see him get hit you know me and Gail would both quickly like turn and look up and uh, you would see like this you know you're about to have a child I have two kids myself and and you saw this overwhelming look of concern and clenching the fist and biting the fist and 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 you start to look at that like wow you know these players families are watching this game and and what they must be going through the good and the bad it, it almost kind of made you feel for them a little bit Aww, that's a cute story. I like that. Yeah. Good Shout job. out to Mrs. Biscuits. <laughs> Good job, Gail, in bringing that up. Um, well, cool. Next time you see her, give her a high five for me. Tell her Love Philadelphia them. says what's up. And I'm still behind her boy, you know, cheering <laughs> on, hoping, hoping for the best. So, <laughs> all right. Well, E-Rock, let everyone know where they can find you when you're not on Eagles Landing Podcast every Wednesday. Well, I am on Twitter at the Mighty Erock, Instagram at the Mighty Erock, and YouTube, YouTube.com slash the Mighty Erock. And Delia, I'll be honest with you, this, <gasps> this entire podcast, I've been gazing off at the wall and thinking to myself because we brought up a very, or rather, you brought up a very interesting show topic for next week. <laughs> And I think I'm and I think I'm game. Okay. So why why don't you tell everybody watching right now what that show topic is gonna be? It is gonna be the highest the highest rated Eagles Landing podcast. So Delia, why why don't you go ahead and you inform the people what they're gonna view next week? Are we talking a little Twitter beef action? We're talking Twitter beef. Okay, alright. So, as many of you know, I like to do a little Squash in the Beef segment, and E-Rock has been having lots of beef on Twitter with various uh, <laughs> players, um, and it's, you know, it's it's definitely interesting, and uh, this week, you know, we didn't really have any of that with players, but there is this one um, fellow Eagles YouTuber... I mean, we're all kind of a small circle of Eagles YouTubers that make videos consistently and that have been doing it for a very long time. Um, and there's a very, I mean, it's no secret that Iraq is, uh, I guess, has some beef with one of uh, the other YouTubers that's also a friend of mine, and I'm sure all of you are familiar with him. Uh, he goes by uh, a three letter name kind of abbreviation EDP y'all familiar y'all know so being that I know these guys so well and I love both of them they're just amazing in their own ways I find it very interesting because uh, every now and then because I talk with E-Rock every week I see EDP every week and uh, every now and then you know EDP will say oh you know what E-Rock kind of tweeted this about me, you know, and I was like, oh, really? That's interesting. And then um, I haven't really been able to see the tweets, but uh, I would like to get kind of the whole perspective and kind of what's going on with this beef between two people that I know and care about a lot and potentially talk it out, let them talk it out and squash it out so we can all be one big happy YouTube Eagles family. Well, 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 Dahlia. 
Delia, this this could go one of two ways. It could okay. go the way you just described, or it could be a complete train wreck. You know, well, well, I guess we'll have to tune in and find out. Yes, we. Yes, it'll be very interesting. But I think it'll, based on what I know, it'll be good. So, um, all right. Well, dang. Um, I think on that note, we just have to end the podcast. Like, I don't... <laughs> Normally, we go into NFL stuff, but I'm going to be thinking about this the whole time. I, mean, I, I was thinking about it the entire podcast. I was, like, half paying attention, half thinking, should I do this? Should I not do this? You know, I don't, I don't want to give... Um, I don't want to walk away from not hearing anybody out, okay. their side of the story. Uh, I certainly don't want to make this an attack mode thing, or uh, you know, um, we'll, we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. Gail, your thoughts. Curious yeah. on your thoughts. Um, it's gonna be one happy family. That's what I'm. <laughs> I think uh, it's gonna be uh, bringing great minds together. You know, we're gonna do it for the people. Well, and again, <laughs> the podcast is about all types of Eagles fans. Different personalities, different perspectives. So, Deli, you better plug you better plug the hell out of this thing. I will give him the heads up. We'll schedule it for um, same time Wednesday between six and six fifteen start time, uh, West Coast time, which is nine nine fifteen your time, and uh, we can chat about this further and get ready for a. Uh, this is going to be the most epic. Oh, I'm dropping the mic already. The most epic squashing beef session we've ever had. So. We need theme music. Yes, we need something. <laughs> it's going to be a bonanza. <laughs> Out the door. Mr. Everybody tune in. Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Tell your friends it's going yeah. down. <laughs> it's about to go down. <laughs> Oh, that was All right, well, there you have it, folks. Um, make sure you stay tuned. Subscribe here. I have my uh, YouTube link in the description where you can subscribe. I also have Erocks YouTube link and Eagle Sessions YouTube link in the description, so you can just click on those, subscribe. We all make Eagles videos every week, and uh, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, let's hopefully we'll be in a good mood. Uh, next week, hopefully the Eagles don't do their whole bipolarness. But um, all right, I think we're gonna wrap it up here, folks. Uh, any final thoughts, Gail? Hey, go birds! Uh, I will be at the game again. Uh, if you're gonna go tailgate F1, hit the mighty E Rock up. Um, it's gonna be a great time. <laughs> all right, and shout out to Taco 2012 up in the comments. He says, "Uh oh." EDP coming on the podcast. Bring on the Rocky music. So, all right. Well, everybody, I'm excited. Make sure you tell your friends. This is going to be a very interesting live podcast, which means anything can happen next week. So get ready um, and stay tuned. So that's it, folks. No NFL talk today. Uh, Iraq just kind of dropped this bomb on us. We didn't know. Mic drop. Excited to talk about anything else. So. <laughs> That's it. It's your girl Delia signing out with the homies. Mighty Iraq and Gale. Peace. This is.